Blog Talk Radio. Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com A gospel journey. Trouble sometimes are here, filling in hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is that stay. Humbling your heart to God, saves from the casting rod. Seek the way, pilgrim, strive, Christians away. will soon be your happy forevermore when we meet on that shore free from all care rising up in the sky telling this world goodbye hopefully Jesus is coming soon. 
And so we thank God this morning for good gospel music. Uh, Thank him for another Tuesday morning. We're early in the week. But yet he has brought us this far. And we are grateful unto him. We appreciate him. We love him today. And we wanted to show. Yeah, and we want to show him. Uh, It's all about him today. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. And he's my light. Ah, yeah, because he shines in darkness. Hallelujah. Make ways out of no ways. Open doors. Hallelujah. It's up to us what we get from him. We have not again this morning because we ask not. Yeah. And so we need to lean on him. He's our everlasting arms. And there's nothing too hard for him to do. We're grateful unto him this morning. So listen, today we are going to talk about Uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life over in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. And we may even get some 1 Thessalonians in there, uh, 5 and 18. We may go and take a look at these things so that we have backup word uh, for today. Because, you know, sometimes you speaking in the word, you, you got the word, that's what you're talking and people don't understand because they haven't been in the word. So they'll say, she didn't even read a scripture. Oh, but she read, oh, she talked about many. She talked about the word. She talked about Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we're grateful this morning to have the word of God and be able to use it right now. Because I believe soon there's a day coming well, we won't even be able to mention the name Jesus like they have it going on overseas. Many places over there, the people can't say Jesus. They can't let anyone know that they believe in Jesus. Yeah, they can't let nobody know that they believe in the book that King James was inspired to put together, the King James Version of the Holy Bible. They can't do it. So right now we have plenty of opportunity to get in the word and let the word get in us and to abide by the word of God. But like I said, soon many won't be able. There may even be a time when people uh, may not even know what the word is, what a Bible is. Who was King James? Because there's so many versions of Bibles today. At one point, uh, I was selling on eBay. It's been almost 19, 20 years ago. And I ran across these books, and the man gave me a real good deal on them. He said, if you buy them all, I'll sell them to you for this amount. Well, I bought them, and guess what the name of the book books was? The Whiskey Bible. Did you hear that? The Whiskey Bible. So there are many different types of Bibles out here, but we want the right one. We want the one that God inspired man to write so that we can obey his word, so that we will be all right. We'll be better than all right. We are, we are able to prepare for the return of Jesus. I know people may, oh, I'm sick of hearing that. Listen, this is more serious than a train wreck and a heart attack all at the same time. Because if he comes back and we are not prepared, or he don't see himself in us, we don't belong to him. So we need to prepare daily. We need to pray more. We need to get in the word more and walk according to the word more. Yeah, obey it. And we are going to be all right. 
Yeah, because we're going to read today and find out he went away. You often heard me say it, to prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also one day. Yeah, and that is heaven. That is being where he's at and the Father. Yeah, we want to go to a place where it's peaceful, quiet, uh, work for us, but the work is not strenuous, it's not hard. Yeah, we want to go where we never cry again. We don't have to pay bills again. We'll never die again. No sickness there. Yeah, this is where we are headed. And this is where we want to spend eternity. There's no end to eternity. See, there's an end to this life. The scripture says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after death comes the judgment. Yeah. So we don't want to continue with that. We want to go where we'll never die again. We want to go where we can trust everybody there. Here we can't trust everybody. Sometimes here we can't talk to everybody. Right here, our own family members, we have problems with them. There we won't have a problem with anybody. We never have to worry about the head changing. The head becoming evil. We never have to worry about this. Sometimes, even in marriage, you'll start off one way and it'll change. But there, there's no changes. Who you love, you can remain loving them forever. And the same God, the same God today, we can continue to love him before we leave here. Because he was that way yesterday. Loving, kind, gracious, and merciful, forgiving, understanding, hallelujah. He was that way yesterday, he's that way today, and he will be that way forevermore. He won't change. He don't have to. He comes that we might have a life and have it more abundantly. And a part of my abundant life is preparing for his return. I often think about it. Yeah, I remember hell enlarges itself daily. Hell is hot. Yeah, I remember Jesus suffered for me. Hung, bled, died, conquered all, rose with all power. I remember these things. So I'm grateful unto him this morning. I appreciate him. I love him today. Again, this morning, it was him who first loved me. He rescued me many times. Many times I've been rescued by him because of his love for me. And one day he come and I found out it was him. Yeah. But I had to find out through what we call trial and error. I didn't know at the time. But in my continuing on, it showed up. Yeah, I found myself praying. And praying prayers, I didn't even know about these prayers. Lord, let me die so you can live. I didn't know about that. What is that? I didn't know. But he blessed me and taught me and gave me understanding. And I'm so grateful unto him this morning. Hallelujah. There's none like him. And we're thankful unto him. Listen, um... We're moving on today, and again, our topic is going to be Jesus is the way, the truth, 
and the life. And for me, he's my light. Hallelujah. I can go to him and he will shine so that I can see and so that I can understand. And so I'm so grateful unto him this morning. I'm telling you, I appreciate him. For without him, I can do nothing. I, I wouldn't be alive, I don't believe, if it was not for him on my side. Or I wouldn't be in the free world, as we call it. I'd be locked up in some institution or somewhere. Yeah. But he loved me so that he thought I was worthy to come and pick me up out the muck and Mari Clay set my feet on the rock to stay the true foundation, his word. He set me on his word so that I could stand. And after standing, I could stand some more. Not only am I standing on his word, but I was standing in him. And that's really important. He's the most important thing in the world today. And I know we take it lightly and we don't focus and we don't believe and we do this and we could carry it that way. Well, I can get away with this today. I can do. Listen, I'm telling you, we as the people of God, we must focus more on him. Because in a minute, and some of us has already saw, in a minute you're going to see the Antichrist in full bloom. You won't have to question it. You see, he don't come often enough so that we can see every day because we're not looking. But in a minute, you're going to get to see every day what's before you. And there's nothing you will be able to do about it. You need a risen Savior. You need Almighty God who have all power. He's the only one who can fix it for you. Hallelujah. I um, was in the Walmart the other day. I went. Uh, with Shantae, because y'all know I don't usually go in the store. I do what I'm going to do online. And uh, I was looking at shelves, and there are a lot of things that should have been there that wasn't. And the way they're setting it up, they set it up where it looks like it's full, but it's not. That showed me something. Food and all of this stuff, what people return they sell it again through the online store. Yeah. So we have to be careful. Old chicken, old ground beef, and they make it look fresh. And then it's it's not really beef. It's something else they put together made to stretch. So you think you're getting quality of something, but you're not. So I'm learning you don't buy meat from Walmart. Go to a place called Publix here. Where shopping is a pleasure. And then you got to watch them too. As the scripture, it, it already told us, watch as well as pray. And so today we got to be careful. Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what John 10.10 10 says. It let us know. He's not for us. And what he bank on is us not believing it's him. He's banking on us. He'll tell you the truth because he's banking on you not believing. And when you don't believe, that's how he can deceive you. He can destroy you. I'm telling my wife, you're out of here. Not just spiritually, but physically and mentally. 
I was looking at some things on TV where the people, oh my goodness, so many minds gone. And I see all of these fights over on what they call an X now, which is Twitter. Oh, I've never seen so much foolishness in my life. And this generation is so angry. I mean angry. And just fight and just hurt people and do all kind of stuff. Because that spirit of murder, the spirit of violence, all these spirits are loose in the land. And we as a people of God, we're still playing. We're still doing what we want to do with no regard for what God is thinking about what we're doing. It feels all right to us, so we do it. But it's not all right with God, I'm telling you the truth. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. So we don't pray about violence, murder. We just do what we do. We don't talk to the pastor about having a prayer group just for the spirits in the land to bind these things up. We got to cover our minds. Continue to pray and ask God to let this mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus. Because if we weaken in the area, these spirits can take over, and they will control us. And we think it's us thinking like that, no? And spirits really do leap and jump. Yeah, they really do. They transform from one person to another. Yeah. And you thinking, hmm, why am I doing this today? I never did this before. No, you haven't. You really haven't because uh, you didn't have that spirit in you, but you've been around Jane. You've been around Judy. You've been around Linda. And they had all these spirits in them. And so you was weak. And those spirits leaped on you. And now you're walking around with the spirit of murder. You're walking around with the spirit of anger. You just got a violent spirit about you. Because guess what? Those spirits transferred to you. And there are people, I know for sure women, that wake up in prison and thinking, how did I, I never wanted to kill anybody. I never would kill anybody. No, they wouldn't. But they went around those who had those murdering spirits. And when they know anything, they done kill their husband. They done kill the boyfriend. They kill the neighbor. Uh, they kill the bartender. They kill somebody. Never really thinking, I never have these tendencies in me. No, you didn't. But like I said, you picked up those spirits. Somebody say, I never had a desire to steal nothing. All of a sudden, you're taking stuff out the store, off the job. Wherever you can take something from, you you wide open, open, taking things. Spirits leap and jump. They transfer from one person to another because all it needs is a live body. That's all an evil spirit needs is a live body, and it will work. 
Yeah, and a weak person. Someone who's not prayed up and stayed up. Someone who's not keeping their mind on Jesus. They don't keep their mind on God so he can keep them in perfect peace. They walking in their flesh. I don't care if it's only for a few minutes. He got the, these spirits have the opportunity to come in and do whatever it is they want to do through you. They have you doing some things you you never thought you were capable of doing. Yeah, you you never thought you could do this. Yeah, because you you never wanted to hurt anyone. Especially a child. You would never hurt a child, but now the spirit of anger is upon you, and now when you know anything, you are abusing children. But see, it takes a weak mind, a mind that's not stayed in God, a mind that's not stayed on Jesus. Because if we keep our mind on him, there's no way he's going to give us or allow the spirit of abuse to come or allow the spirit of murder, the spirit of hate, that's not him. Nope. And that's not what he wants us as his people out here doing. Nowhere. Seen or unseen, no ma'am. But he wants us to have a spirit of love. So that we'll love people enough to tell them the truth. We'll love people enough to lead them to him. Yeah, because we, we're telling them what he has done. Not not what we got and not what we, we've done, but what he has done. And so we're thankful this morning that he can do this for us. I thank him for keeping me. I can't keep myself. No way I can keep Barbara. Without him, I can do absolutely nothing. And I have to have him to keep my mind, keep my heart straight. Because if not, it's no telling where I can find myself in the things I can begin to do. So I need him. And I got to allow his spirit to lead and guide me. Because it leads and guides me in the right path. I'm not messed up. I'm not uh, doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. Because his spirit is leading me. Now, when I stop allowing his spirit to lead me, then I'm capable again of anything. It's no telling what I can't do. It's no telling what I can do, evil. Because I'm walking in me. And the flesh is weak. This is why we must put on the whole armor of God daily, daily. That we can stand against the wiles of the devil. Because guess what? When I tell you these spirits come and these thoughts come, and they are nobody's joke, and they are not playing. See, we as believers, we, we might be sometime with God, and then sometime we walking in our flesh. But these spirits, they don't change up. They don't sometimes be evil and sometimes be good. No, they evil all the time. Yeah, they, they don't change. We as believers, we change. But these evil spirits, no man and no sir. And they mean what they're doing, and they're doing what they mean. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've seen these things at work. 
And I'm like, oh my goodness. Person didn't even really know that these things was controlling them. It's what they felt. Yeah, they felt mean. They felt evil. They felt depressed. They felt that, yeah, it was in their feelings. But they had no clue. These were spirits. Had no clue. Mm-hmm. So we pray and we remember the word of God because it's going to keep us. His word is going to keep us and not against our will. I, I see many church people, they think they can keep themselves, but I promise you, you can't keep you and take the spirit of God to keep you. You got to want to be kept by him. So it's time for us to, as the songwriter said, get get it right, church. So that we can go home. Yeah. We we going home on that morning train. That early one. We, not, we don't want to stay until night here. Yeah. We, we want to get on home. <laughs> because where we going. It's a lot better. Oh. Hundreds and hundreds of times better. Than being in this old earth. Because again. We're reminded today that we're. In the earth, but we're not of the earth. Yeah, we're reminded of that. And so we're thankful this morning unto Almighty God for all he has done for us. What he's doing right now and what he's going to do. Great and mighty things. Hallelujah. Let's pray this morning. And I don't think I said welcome to Jesus in the morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman of Freedom Doors Ministries. And I come to you live each weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is December the 5th, 2023. We 20 days. In a little bit, we'll be celebrating the day we set aside for the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. God brought him forth uh, that we could have a right to the tree of life, that we could be redeemed back to the master. And so we are so thankful. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for waking us up. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for never leaving us, not forsaking us. Father, we are believing you to be with us until the end, for that's what your word says. We thank you this morning that we can cast our cares upon you, for you careth for us. We thank you this morning that if we have patience, Everything is going to work together for our good. But many things we have to wait for because we are in the midst of a trial and we're going through. But we're going through with you and we're going through for your sake. Strengthen us today, O oh God. Help us to be mindful of your word. Remind us what it says. Father, help us today to keep our mind on you. For if we can keep our mind on you, you'll keep us in perfect peace. Help us to remember your promises unto us. And that if we'll stand still, we're going to see your salvation. If we'll wait on you, you're going to renew our strength. Help us today to walk according to your word, not according to our flesh, not according to our thoughts, our mental thoughts, oh God, because our thoughts are not right. Help us today 
Fix our minds. Regulate our minds. Fix our hearts, oh God. Give us the right heartbeat towards you and others today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hey, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, we're coming to you this morning for spiritual things. But we need to prepare for your return. Help us, Father to prepare for your return. Strengthen us and help us to stand on the solid rock, your word. And after standing, help us to stand some more, believing what your word saying and applying your word to our everyday life. Do it for us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning for all you've done. We thank you for what you're doing right now. And Father, we're thankful for what you're going to do. We give you glory and honor. We give you the praise, so there's none like you. Father, this morning again, we declare that you're Jehovah God Almighty, that have all power. There's no higher power. You're the God that so loved the world, you sent your only begotten son. We thank you this morning. We bow down in thanksgiving, hallelujah, unto you. Father, we come boldly this morning before the throne of grace to make our petitions known unto you, and to give you thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. We ask this morning that, Father, you would bless every household represented here, every family member, every friend near and far. We ask this morning that those that are here that are sick, Father, today we ask that you would heal. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. Father, you hear high blood pressure, heart problems, fevers, diabetes, liver problems, whatever the case may be. Father, you heal. And we ask that you would do it for each of us according to what we need, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With your stripes this morning, we are already healed. And, Father, let us walk in our healing. Let us feel our healing today and know that we've been healed in the name of Jesus. Are we asking? You said asking it will be given. Seeking we'll find, knocking the door, come open. We're asking you for healing. We're seeking you for our healing. We're knocking on your door, O oh God, that you'll open your door and that you would heal us today in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We come this morning asking that you would bless those that are incarcerated. Move by your spirit for these, your people. Father, give them a clean heart and renew the right spirit within them and forgive them for all their sins and wrongdoings. Do it for them today in the name of Jesus. Give them a clear heart and mind long enough to receive you. Because once you come in, mental health have to leave. In the name of Jesus, thank you today, Father. Father God, we bring those that are in every branch of our military, the American military, and the administration. And Father, we ask that you would help and bless today. Bless those veterans that went in and didn't return the way that they went in. Move by your spirit for them today in the precious name of Jesus. Father, bless widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. 
Father, bless our brothers and sisters everywhere overseas. Strengthen them, O God. Teach them your ways in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Father, bless America and the leadership. Have mercy upon us all. And forgive us, Lord, of our wrongdoing. Forgive us of our sins. And Father, though our sins be scarlet, we ask that you would wash all of us, every believer everywhere, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We give you glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise. And Lord, only you can fix the earth. But God, we don't believe you're going to repair the earth. You're bringing down a new heaven and a new earth. Help us this morning to prepare in the name of Jesus. Bless the segment of Jesus in the morning, moved by your spirit here today. We need you, God. Send your word that heals today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for hearing this morning. Father, we thank you for answering. We thank you for your grace and your mercy for us. For we are pitiful creatures. And without you, again, this morning, we can do nothing. Father, we need you right now to fix us. Deliver us all in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now. Hallelujah. Glory to his majesty. Thank you this morning, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we ask it all in Jesus' name again. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we're grateful unto you. We appreciate you today. We love you. Hallelujah. And we can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it is well. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're going to one more song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we are coming back uh, with a few announcements and our morning scripture and our topic of today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When all foundations have been shaken you 
victory of your cross and fix my eyes upon you Jesus Cookie dough people got a hold of me. Well, they didn't get a hold. They tried to get a hold of me yesterday, but I was a bit busy. But what I wanted to do is um, share with everybody this morning that um, we can sell cookie dough and uh, raise money and be a blessing unto others. And not just during this holiday season, but um, after Christmas. Because I I really would like for us to always have a reserve for us. That if if something happens for one of us, you know, we don't have to come up with money right away to try to help the other one, this, that, and the other. But we already have a reserve on hand, and we can use that reserve to help others. I um, try and do what I can, but it's not always enough. Because for some reason, people, uh, unless it's for them, you know, or their family, then they, you know, they don't mind. But if it's not for them and their family, it's kind of like they hold back a little bit or something. I, I'm, I Maybe I'm not explaining it right. But we, we are cheerful givers over here. We've had situation with uh, someone that's close to us, you know, part of us. And we were able to be a blessing. So, (laughs) God bless you, Pastor David. God bless you this morning. So, this is what, you know, I'm working on. So, we're looking at the cookie dough. And I think it's $10 a tub. And you take the ice cream scoop and scoop it in there, scoop it on the baking pan and put it in the oven. It bakes and you have cookies. Easy, easy. So um, I wanted to share that this morning. And I wanted to share, um, if at all possible, at least try and get a Christmas card in the mail to everybody. If I can't send gifts, maybe I can send a Christmas card. And if God moves, 
then I'll be able to put a gift card inside the Christmas card. And that faithful few is yet blessed. Yeah. I want to give something uh, from Jesus in the morning because God loves a cheerful giver. And he knows the very intent of our heart. Now, if he's not moving in that way, there's a reason for it. Yeah. I can ask all I want, but if that's not his will, he's not doing it. And if it won't work together for our good, he's not going to do it. Yeah. So we just trust him and we keep it moving. But I'd like to know how many people would be interested in buying the cookie dough and spreading the word to family and friends. Hey, y'all get a tub of cookie dough from over here. I know some people could use it in this holiday season because they have children running in and out and they have guests coming in and out or people coming over, or people from the church or going to church, uh, you know, or to a function and they ask you to bring something. You can bring cookie dough or bake a, a lot of cookies out of the cookie dough and cake. Easy fix. Scoop on all the pans. They have the, the, the spray, the baking spray. Spray the pan, scoop the dough on, and every cookie should be the same size because you're using the same uh, scoop, ice cream scoop, scooper to put it on there or some other kind of uh, measuring cup. I've used a measuring cup, one uh, measuring cup, maybe a teaspoon, and it made every cookie the same size. Yeah, so that may be your thing. Or you may want to give it to somebody for a Christmas present. I don't know. Birthday present. Yeah, because people still have birthdays in December. <laughs> and so we thank God this morning. I wanted to share that. And please say something to me. Yesterday, Sister Rita said, well, Sister Barbara, I'll buy, you know, some cookie dough. You may not be able to send it to me. Yes, I will, because they ship to everybody that order your cookie dough. They ship it to your door. Not me. I'm not shipping nothing. It comes straight from the cookie dough people. Isn't that beautiful? I like that kind of thing. And so I thank God this morning. We're moving right along, and we're going to uh, our first scripture of the morning, and I may as well get the other one ready, First uh, Thessalonians. Um, I believe it's 5 and 18. Down here, there it is. And let's go to chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 18 in a minute. But we want to look at John over here. Yeah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We call it the four Gospels. That's what they taught me about it. And uh, John was the cousin of Jesus that was uh, Elizabeth's son. And Mary and Elizabeth were cousins. They were relatives. And they both were expecting babies, a baby, you know, carrying a baby at the same time. And I was taught from the word that John was born with the Spirit of God in him. He was born with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's what it taught me about John. John was baptized, and then here comes Jesus, which he had, was always telling people, there's one coming after me who's greater than me. Really, he's preferred before me. And I'm not worthy to even uh, tie his shoe latches or even untie. Yeah, that's the kind of parable John gave. So when we look at John chapter 14 and verse 1, 
It says this to us. Listen this morning. He's talking to us, the believer. He's talking to us that said we went to the altar and we said, I do. We went to the altar and we asked him to come into our hearts and live forever. Wherever your altar was, mine was in my bedroom. Yours may have been at the church, the jailhouse. Wherever you was at, where you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he is talking to us this morning. The Christian, the saints of God, the believer, the people of God, the children of God. Yeah, he's not talking to the world because they couldn't comprehend this. They couldn't understand yeah, so again, John chapter 14 and verse 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Stop worrying. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop losing sleep over it. Stop crying over it. Take it to God in prayer. Leave it on the altar and walk away. Begin to praise God. Begin to thank him. This will keep your heart from being troubled. But now if you're not doing these things, you're going to hold on to it. And you're going to keep worrying and you're going to keep being depressed. And they're going to keep diagnosing you with all these things. You'll see the diagnosis of somebody else and see yourself in there. And you're saying you're a believer, a Christian, the saints of God, the people of God, the children of God. Yeah, you're calling him Father. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Because if we remember, they are one anyway. But verse 2 says this, in my father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many mansions. Do you know what it's like to live in a mansion? You have more room than you need. Everything in a mansion is beautiful. And we know that if he's talking about, oh, it's beyond our wildest imagination. It's not a used mansion. It's, it's not one that has dwindled down and it, it needs to be refurbished or, or rebuilt or, or whatever they call it in the building world. But it's good, and everything there is of quality, because God is a quality God. He don't give junk. He don't make junk. <laughs> Everything is quality. But back to one, he said, you believe in God, believe also in me. And my father's house and many messages. He's not a lying God. He said, now, if it wasn't true, if there wasn't a place for you, if it were not so, I would have told you. But I'm telling you the truth because I go to prepare a place for you. 
Your heart don't have to be troubled this morning. If you believe in God and you believe in Jesus, and you believe Jesus is the mediator between uh, us and the Father, and you casting your cares upon him for he cares for you, you went to the altar and you told him all about it. You made known your petition to God. Now you walk away praising him. You walk away thanking him because he's going to work it out. Don't walk away wondering when. Well, he may not do it. Or he may do it next week. It could be next month. No, that's not the way you walk away. You walk away telling him thank you. And if you're feeling weak, ask him to strengthen you. If you're doubting in any kind of way, ask him to remove the doubt from your mind that you believe in him and also in his son, Jesus, and that it's going to get done. He said in verse 3, now, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Now, that's what he said. He said, if he go and prepare a place for us, which he has done, he's coming again. You, you often hear me say he's returning. He's coming. He's coming back looking you, you, for his church. You heard me say that. So he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. He's looking forward to taking us back with him. He's looking forward to us occupying these mansions here in the heavenly choir. Hallelujah. Thank you. Walking on streets of gold. Robes so white, it's like no white you ever saw before. He is looking forward to that day. He went on to say, and whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Huh? Somebody said, well, Lord, we don't know. Why don't you know? I told you. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas, now, this is what Thomas said unto the Lord. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Are you asking God that this morning? Lord, ha, 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 ha. We don't know whether you're going. And how can we know the way to you? How can we know the way to go when you prepare for us? How do we get there? In verse 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Because you got some people believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus. But it's the only way to God. And it's the only way to be saved. Yep. Verse 7 says this. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Now this is what he's telling Thomas. Y'all remember him, they call him Doubting Thomas. It's that same Thomas. 
Because if you seen Jesus, you seen God. Verse 8 says, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it suffices us. It'll make good with us. We, we, we'll be satisfied with that. We can live with that. But you got to show us the Father. Verse 9 says, Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Again, you got people who don't believe that. They don't believe Jesus and God are one. They don't believe that if Jesus did it, God did it. But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the son, yet, of the true and living God who have all power. And God so loved us that he sent his son, Jesus, to suffer, to bleed, to hang, to die, to conquer all and rise with all power again this morning. I'm saying it. Hallelujah. Ken says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. And this is where a lot of us done dropped the ball right there. We believe the pastor's doing the work. We believe the pastor got all the answers. We believe if we get to the pastor at the church, oh, it's all good. But we should be looking at the Father that uses the pastor. We should look at the Father that uses the preacher. We should look at the Father that uses the prophet, the prophetess. When it comes to spiritual things, we shouldn't look at the natural man. We should look at the Father. Look at God using his servant. Look at God using his vessel. Because we give these people too much credit, and when they disappoint us because we trust them, and now we disappointed, we want to uh, uh, call ourselves uh, judging them and all kind of stuff. I ain't go, I'm not going over there no more. Da 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 da. When I don't go back to a church, that's because God wasn't there when I got there. I went to meet him over there and to do whatever he would have me to do, whether it's just praise and worship, whether it's just lift my hand, whether it's just say amen to the truth of the word coming forth. But he wasn't there. The people was there. And the leadership of that building was there. But God wasn't. I had to go. Because if God is not in it, I want none of it. I don't want any of it. Because God is not in it. But the Father that dwells in me, he doeth the work. He calls the preacher to preach like that. He calls the prayer to come forth like that. He calls your learning to be open so you can learn more and apply it to your everyday life. Because all this knowledge and you don't apply it to your everyday life, you're letting the devil beat you all across the head. You're letting the devil win. Uh-uh. 
Yeah. And we're moving on. 11 says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Now, this is what Jesus is asking them to do. Because it was hard for people to believe he was the Son of God. But once they went to see, because some of us, we believe in signs and wonders. That's what we got to have. Signs and wonders. And the, and the just should live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. But many, they, they can't walk by faith. They got to walk by sight. They got to have signs and wonders. So when they saw him heal the sick, when they saw him raise the dead, when they saw him fed thousands, two fish they told me I take it was and a few loaves of bread. When they saw Peter walk on water and Jesus, that's when they believed. But other than that, they couldn't believe. And he spoke as a man with authority. And he spoke in a way where they had never heard this before. Believe it that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Twelve says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. He got to go, somebody got to be left to carry the work on He that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. But what's wrong? Why we ain't healing the man at the pool? Uh, why we not raising the dead? Do we really believe? No. Because we're not believing the one that God sent his son, we believing in the pastor. We believing in the prophets. We believe in what we can touch and feel and see. We, we're not believing in the spirit of God that this can happen. Ben Morrison says, whenever God shines his light on, on me, open up his eyes so he can see. He said he healed the sick. And he healed the land. He said, Jesus said we could do it too in Jesus' name. Or God said we could do it too in Jesus' name. But why are we not doing it? We too busy doing our own thing and trying to be comfortable in this life and uh, not go through nothing. But must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone, and I know there's a cross for me. But I gotta focus. I gotta let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. I gotta let go of all these different doctrines that don't mean nothing that God did not send and will not use. I got to just love from a pure heart. 
I'm not loving because I can get something from you. I'm not loving because you'll come and do something for me. God loves us because he just loves us, and we need to love because he simply loves. He wished that none should perish. We should be, the world should be on fire because of us. When we speak and they don't listen, things should begin to happen. But God don't have no true voices because everybody got a motive. Everybody with a building trying to get more people into the building so they can have more for themselves. He said, believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Barely, barely I say unto you that he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. He's leaving. Who going to love? Who going to do the work? He had 12. And when the people saw what the 12 could do, they got hyped up on the work. They didn't get hyped up on the spirit of God. I need you to dwell in me richly so that I can obey your father. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the word. We need to follow him. And do what he did. Follow him and look like him. Have, have the traits of him. We even, uh, we even have ways like him. Not no act like him. We have ways like him. Because we have the same father. My brother and I, we act just alike to a certain degree. <laughs> certain natural Things about us, it came from the trait of our dad. We love peaches. That's my dad. I can bake a biscuit and my brother can tell me if I baked it or somebody else baked it because of my father. Now that sounds strange, but it's true. 13 says, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the father may be glorified in the son. But are we asking him for the power to heal the sick? Are we asking him for the power to raise the dead? Are we asking him for the power to restore the minds that the enemy has snatched and they became mentally disturbed? Have we prayed and asked God for these things or are we too busy asking him for stuff and things? Lord, I'm on the job and I'm tired of the Lord, I, last year the prophet said I was going to get a house this year. We almost in January. I ain't got the house yet or the car or the husband or the whatever it was. Because we're not focused on God using us. We are focused on using God. We talked yesterday about ask not what your God can do for you. But ask, what can you do for your God? We want God to just give us, give us stuff, thing, stuff, thing. Just give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I'm praying for women today. I'm praying for these women. 
because they have lost their minds. And instead of them becoming the breadwinner, I mean, the, the man becoming the breadwinner, they became the breadwinner. And instead of them letting a man be a man, they forcing him to accept them and they really becoming the man in the relationship. This is crazy. When it comes to a man, I'm just telling you what I see every day. They have lost their minds. And they call it low self-esteem. I call it the spirit of depression. The spirit of mental health. Your mind is not healthy when you let a man do you all kind of ways. And you paying him to stay with you. You know he's evil against you, but yet you make excuses so you can stay. And when you tell these people the truth, they make up lies. And then guess what? They don't want to deal with you too often. Especially when they're dealing with him. See, when him and her fall out, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But once, once him and her cool again, uh-uh, they can't talk to you because, see, you're going to say something about them or they might hear you talking negative or what they said about them. Who cares? I could care less. I live a happy life in Jesus. I have joy over here. Peace. Because I'm not bringing in here or being with what's going to keep me unhappy. What's going to keep my mind in an uproar. I can't even think to pray. All I can do is go seek prophets and prophetess and, 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 and witch doctors and all this kind of stuff. That's all I can do. Because I'm going to take time out to glorify God, to glorify the Son. I, I won't take time out for that. When he clearly says in 13, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. What you need from God, greater works. What you need from God, the work to vineyard. What you need from God to obey his word daily. What you need from God to keep my mind on him. What you need from God, Barbara, to delight myself in him. Barbara, you still need more. I need to trust him with all my heart and lean out to my own understanding. Even in my old age, he's going to take care of me. He's not going to throw me to the dogs because I'm old. My hair turning white or has turned white. I got wrinkles now. I don't get around as good as I used to. My bones are older. He's not going to throw me away. I still can ask what I need to ask for in his name. Fourteen teaches this. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Go back over that one, Barbara. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Anything spiritual, 
anything that's according to the will of the Father, I will do it. Because they're one. He's got power. Jesus has power. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, and my light added to that for me. 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. How many of them told him they love him? How many tell other people they love him? But the proof is not there. We say we love, excuse me, but we don't keep the commandments. Why? We fall weak to the flesh. The spirit is indeed willing, but it's that flesh that's weak. And we go with the flesh more than we go with the spirit. Oh, yes, we do. Our flesh is everything to us. It wants to be pleased, we please it. We have to fight against that flesh. Sometimes we have to shut our mouth. Sometimes we have to shut our natural thoughts down and begin to focus on the word of God. And they had a thing that come out. They said, what would Jesus do? Sometimes you got to go to that moment. What would God do if he was here in my situation? Would he cuss his husband out? Would he cuss his wife out? Would he slap his wife? Would he beat her up and give her two black eyes? Would the wife stab her husband? What would God do if he was on the scene? And he was in your situation. Walk away. Bow down. Bow out. Go to your secret closet and tell God. Don't argue. You don't even have to mention some things. Some things you can just let it go. But I'm raising my right hand because I'm guilty. It had just disturbed me so much. I couldn't let it go. I just had to just keep talking about it and just keep jugging at it. it. Let it go. Go to the secret closet in prayer and ask God to cover you. Lord, help me. I don't want to do this. I don't even want to mention it again because if I mention it again, it's going to bring forth an argument. It's going to bring forth a fight. It's going to make me act unholy. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, do what my word says do. Love one another. This is not for the world. This is for the believer, the Christian, the saints of God, the people of God, the children of God. A, a, a holy vessel, whatever you're calling yourself this morning. If you love me, keep my commandments. We're talking about Jesus, who's the way, the truth, and the life. And I will pray the Father, and he should give you another confidence, that he may abide with you forever. What? Jesus said he's going to pray to the Father and the Father going to give us another comforter that he may abide with us forever. See, because Jesus, I believe, was the first comfort of the word. Now he's given us another comforter. 
that don't that may abide with us forever. Because see, sometimes we lead a comforter. Sometimes we leave God. So he said, may abide with us forever. Because some backslidden people end up in hell because they won't come home. He's married to the backslider. He want to renew the union. But many won't come and allow it. And he's not going to force it. Whosoever will let them come. Even the backslider coming home. Hallelujah. Now 17 says this. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you? The world cannot receive the spirit of truth. It cannot receive the Holy Spirit because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The world don't know the Holy Ghost. You know it. He was right there with you when you got saved. He's been with you all this time. He never left you. You done clown on the job. You done accused. All kind of stuff you done did. You've been abusive in some cases. Uh, you've been deceitful in some cases. But he didn't leave you. He stayed right there because he knows the intent of your heart. He stayed right there. But the world don't know him. And the world cannot see him, and the world cannot receive him. But us, he dwelleth, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, it dwells in us. Unless we're missing the mark. Now, are we missing the mark? Have we made our calling and election sure, sure to know that we really received him? Verse 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. He said he was sending another company. He told us who knew about him and who don't know about him. And he said he just wouldn't leave us comfortless, those of us that know about that comforter. I will come to you. And I promise you to this day, anytime I call on him, he comes. Anytime I talk to him, he pay close attention to what I'm saying. Many times as I'm talking, I can feel the spirit of him there. The man was teaching me yesterday. He said, if you read uh, or study four times a week the Bible, watch what happened to your life. So you got to get in the word. And four times a week, just four times a week, and watch what happens. I believe. Because if I get in the Word right now, it's doing something for me. But now don't think the enemy just going to let you have peace with that little study time because he's not. I'm telling you, yesterday it was a battle. But I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to just read and let these words get in my heart. How about that? I believe. And I went on. Yeah. 19 says this to us. Yet a little while and the world see me no more. But ye see me because I live. Ye shall live also. 
Did you hear that? The world on sin. Because remember, he went back to prepare a place for us. And they looking for the physical man, the natural man, with expensive sandals and expensive robe on. That's what they looking for. We know him because we got him. He lives because he lives in us. And we're preparing daily because he said he was coming back. And he's coming back. He's our way. He's our truth. And he's our life. And our life. Yet a little while. And the world see me no more. But ye see me. Because I live. Ye shall live also. Remember the song, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I love that one. Yeah. Ye shall live also. Verse 20 says, at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. That's a big deal right here. To have the Spirit of God in you. That's a big deal. Whether you obey him or not or able to listen to, to have him is a big deal. Not everybody can say this. He has not drawn everybody unto him. But twenty say, at that day you shall know that I am in my Father and ye in me and I in you. This is why we are preparing, because we want him to see him in us. 21 says this. He that has commandments, he that has my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Anybody ever seen God move? Anybody ever seen the son of God, Jesus, move on your behalf? Anybody ever called on him and he showed up for you? Has he made a way for you where you didn't even know it was a way? Has he ever opened a door for you? You didn't even know a door was there. Has he ever come to your rescue because no one else could save you? Has he ever stretched the money so that you could pay everything you need to pay? Or made a way for you not to have to pay it all at one time, but the next pay period or the next time you get money, you can pay it and it's no rush. Has he ever done anything for you? This Jesus, that's the way, the truth, and the life. Because our lives should be hid in him. My life is hid in him. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judah said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? My goodness. 
See, look, we all come from a sinful nature. We all come from a natural nature. We had parents, mother and father. We wasn't born of the spirit like that. We had to be baptized and filled with his spirit. So we we thought natural all the time. We thought the natural ways of a man. Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world when he done explained all of that up there? And Judas was a follower of Jesus. Yeah. 23 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our bold with him. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, do what I ask you to do. If you love me, get to know me so I can be the God of your life. And the only way you're going to truly get to really know me is through my word and prayer. Communication and my word is going to cause you to know what kind of God I am, who I am. I know him today for myself. I used to know of him. But after studying, after seeking him with my whole heart, after communicating with him often, after obeying him to the letter, going to places no one else would go, saying things nobody else would say, I got to know him. And guess what? I love him. So the Father loved me, and they come to me. And where I am, there they are. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I don't have to fear no evil while he's with me. He abode with me. He abides with me. He's in me. Wherever I go, he goes. When Paul says, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Are you hearing that this morning? He that loveth me keepeth not. I mean, he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. He that don't love me don't even remember what the word said. They could care less. What Jesus said, what y'all talking about? He ain't said nothing, said plenty. You never knew what he said because of this. You never took the time to find out if he said something. You could care less. It's your thing. You're doing what you want to do. The light shining because you're in darkness but you won't comprehend because you really don't want to comprehend because you like where you are. There are people with demons in them and you go to cast them things out. They won't come out because the person don't want them to move. The person don't want them to leave. 
They're accustomed to them. They're comfortable with them. They've been in them and with them for so long. It'll be unfamiliar to them to have them cast out. You're not going to bother my demons, Barbara. Let them, leave them alone. I want them again. I'm used to them. I am not used to being without them. Go on about your business. Save yourself. Don't worry about me. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. And you know what? It's all right in Jesus' name. Because we can choose. God gave us uh, fairness, more than fairness, that we could choose. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So look, I've got to do one quick thing, and I will be right back. And we're going to this one song. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting in my But it was 
not according to the world standards. Because they, they, they have lost their minds. Even the leadership in the world, it, it, it's something is missing, and it's Jesus. Right is called wrong now. Wrong is called right. It's confusion. And who is the author of confusion? Nobody but the devil. I've been, I listen to preachers. If I get confused, what? I, I cut them off. And I'm not going back to hear no more. Yeah. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Verse 25 says, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. He spoke that while he was here. He taught these things while he was yet in the earth. But 26 says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you is coming up again. He got to go. And the Father promised us a comforter. And now he went on and told them what was the comforter or who is the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. In the name of Jesus, the Father sent in the Holy Ghost. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. He going to make it plain in you. He taught me. I couldn't teach myself. He sent me where to be taught by men he was using. In some cases, by women he was using. I remember Pastor Jeanette C. Holmes, beautiful lady. That woman taught me the truth. Y'all better hear me. Church packed out. I was going to Alabama for six weeks when I got back. She said, baby, where have you been? I miss your smiling face. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Verse 27 says, peace I leave with you. What? Peace. I'm hell raising over here. I'm telling my children about themselves, my mama, my uncle, my husband, my dad, everybody getting some of this. And peace, I don't have no peace. They keep disturbing my peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give it. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. He started off telling me. Peace I leave with you. Because this comforter that he's leaving, the Holy Ghost. It's got power. The Holy Ghost can lead and guide you, but you have to allow it. It will speak to you. You will even hear an audio voice from the Holy Ghost. Don't go that way. Don't do that. Don't say that. Wait a minute. Don't move. Don't go over there. Don't buy that. Don't put your money there. Put it here. But we got to be willing to listen. And obey it. Because the world is noisy. And we're, if we in the world and being of the world is noisy. And that's all we're going to hear. We won't be able to hear the voice of the Lord. 
Because the world is noisy. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give out unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 28 says, ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, ye would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father. For my Father is greater than I. He breaking some stuff down for us here. He said we should rejoice that he going unto the Father. And the Father is greater than him. And the thing of it all, I'm excited about it too, is that he went away to prepare a place for me. That where he is, I can be one day. If I follow his instructions, I love him and take heed to his word. I can't say I love him and my actions showing him I don't. He hear what I say, but he's looking at the things that Barbara is doing. He hear me loud and clear. I love it. He hear that? But let me see what you're doing about it, Barbara. Who you who you're seeing about? Who you're taking care of? When the world unturned their back on people, Barbara, are you turning your back on them too? Or are you standing for me? Are you going to allow me to use you, Barbara, what you're going to do? Nobody want to go to the prison on this cause. They have thieves, robbers, pedophiles, <laughs> murderers, molesters, rapists. Dope users, dope sellers, alcohol abusers, drunk drivers, drunk drivers that then kill somebody more than once. You going to the prison for that, Barbara? I said I'll go if I have to go by myself. But many say they have received your spirit. Many say they love you, but where are they? out here to do your work. I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. 29 says, and now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, ye might believe. The comforter has come. We just got to receive we ask God for that precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And now I have told you before it come to pass. When it when it is come to pass, ye might believe. When you see it, you might believe because you need signs and wonders. Everybody can't live by faith. Everybody can't walk by faith. They got to know. That's why Judas and Thomas go into him with all of this. I need to know. To me, you sound like you're speaking in riddles. Now go on and tell me straight up what it is. He broke it down. Third, it says, hereafter, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. The devil is coming. He have nothing in me. 
He's going to tempt you and all of that. He's going to try you and see what he gets. He's going to let you focus more on yourself than on what I said and what I'm doing for you and who I am in you. You're going to get a prince of this world more than you give me, and then you're going to stand up and say you love me. You're going to stand up and say I'm in you. You're going to stand up and say I'm this. He called me. He chose me. And you're not going to have none of the traits of me because you act you doing what the prince of the world come to do, and he have nothing in me. 31 says this. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Anybody getting up with him today and going? Anybody going to get up today and obey him? They're going to follow him. Anybody going to go to the nursing home and see after the elderly? Anybody going to go over to the prison and see what they talking about over there? And don't just go to be nosy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we go to see what people did. What they in here for? Hmm. I read about them in the paper. I saw that on the news. He was the one that killed his son and his wife. You got all that kind of nonsense. That's not why I go. I go to do the will of him that sent me. I go to show love to let them know God is yet God. Although you locked up, you did a terrible thing because them evil spirits use you. The spirit of murder, the spirit of molestation, the spirit of rape, the spirit of robbery, the spirit of lying. Whatever spirit use you. Now you can get rid of that spirit and live unto him. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. For whom the son set free is free indeed. You're no longer in bondage to sin. Unless you're choosing to stay. Do you know you have the power to tell those spirits to get lost, goodbye, get out, and don't come back? If we resist the devil, he got to flee. Now, I don't mean he's not, every time he come back, resist him. Every time he come back with the thought of smoking token of uh, marijuana, you can hear the drink. It ain't going to hurt nothing. Just have one. Knowing one is too many and a million is not enough. He want to trick us. Because the prince of this world coming and have nothing in Jesus. Mm-mm. He's evil to the core. Jesus is full of love, grace, mercy, kindness, forgiveness. That's Jesus. John 10, 10 again this morning says, he come but to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's a tempter. Jesus would never tempt you with nothing. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
So we're going to rise and we're going to go. And we're going to do the will of him that sent us. That's what we're going to do. And it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. I want to get to Thessalonians 5 and 18. But tomorrow we're going to talk about it. So I'm going to just hold up on this one. But uh, 5 and 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So no matter what we go through, even what we don't know, even what we don't understand, we give God thanks. And we can tell him, Lord, I don't understand this. I need you to help me with this. God, would you help me with this? Help me to get through this today, Father, because I, I don't know what to do with it. Because he started John chapter 14, verse 1. He started off over here telling us this, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. What you worried about? What you fighting for? Who you fighting? Why you fighting against them? What's the problem? On the job, what they talking about? You go to give a good day's work for a good day's pay, whatever it may be. And then this is what you do. You talk to him about it. And if and if you don't move the mountain, you ask him to strengthen you to climb it. See, we don't want to climb. We want the easy way out. Move the mountain, Lord. But Jesus had to suffer. Mm-hmm. He had to suffer, but we don't want to. We want him to do everything. He said, vengeance is mine. We don't want to hold our tongue. We want to lash out. We want to throw hands. We want to fight somebody. I've heard of Christians. They said it was Christians, and they're shooting people. My brother put the word forth than a bullet. I'd rather put the word forth than a knife, than any weapon. And trust God, because yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I don't fear evil. He's with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. It's him that prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anointed my head with oil. Hallelujah. My cup runs over. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah. The studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. You may want to share with us. You may want to remind us of something or you may heard something or it's a part of that scripture, that chapter that it really bless you and you want to expound on it a little bit, feel free to press that number one and come in this morning. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for Jesus. I'm going to this next song, and when we come back, the studio will still be open. And uh, we're still talking about Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you just slip one hand up and say, Lord, you are welcome in this place. Now lay your hands on yourself. For the Bible says, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God dwells in you. I want you to lay your hands upon yourself and say, Lord, you are welcome in this place. Say it again, Lord, you are welcome in this place. Now just lift your hands and receive his glorious presence. Kurt, Kurt, come help me, son. Sing this. Lord,
Hallelujah. 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 Ah, yeah, you're welcome in this place. Lord, have your way here. Have your way in me. Move, Lord, through me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, area code 907. God bless you this morning. Coming at you right now. How are you? I am blessed. Good morning, Mama. I I want to say good morning to all the brothers and sisters listening in all over the world. And I just wanted to share something really quickly that came to me. You know, God will come to you whenever you need him to, whenever you want him to. And I was um, about to have a cup of coffee. And uh, the Lord reminded me um, that a couple days ago, I want to say it was about a week ago, I was so overly concerned, uh, just trying to be stressed out about something. And I was like trying to figure it out and, oh, Lord, how's it going to work out and blah, 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 and all this and that. And so I had to take a step back, and it was nothing but God that reminded me that it's him that we need to seek out and him that we need to focus on, not the problems at hand and not future problems, not past problems. Just keep our eyes stayed on him. And the very thing, y'all, that I was so overly concerned about, God came in and he showed me the solution was there the whole time. And I overlooked it. I didn't even know. And I remember, um, you know, working on it, but I said, God, it escaped my memory, and you brought it back to me, and I told him, thank you. And so that's how the enemy will do us in our flesh, tag-teaming and double-teaming us and making us worry about things and take all of our attention away from God and the things that he's called us to focus on. And so it was him in that moment that reminded me to keep my eyes stayed on him, and he'll keep me in perfect peace. And the minute he showed me like, you silly woman, why are you worried about it? It's already figured out. It's already been worked out. So even before the problem arose, God had the solution in place. I was so embarrassed between me and the Lord. <laughs> I was so mortified that I didn't remember. But I thank God I didn't remember because in all things, all good and wonderful things, I give God the glory. So just remember, if you focus on things that are distracting you away from God, just take a minute and stop and pause and be like, why? Am I focused on this when I can be dedicating that energy and time and effort into growing closer to God and focusing on the things of him? And he'll take care of the problem. I bet you the solution is already there in plain sight. He just will reveal it in due season. So everybody be encouraged today. I'm really excited about the Christmas season. And I just want to say happy, merry, early Christmas. And I thank God for Jesus. So I love y'all, and I hope you have a wonderful day, and just uh, continue to encourage each other, and just share your testimony. You never know who it may bless. There's been plenty of times where I've been listening to the show, and folks have called in and just said something, and it really resonated with me. So I hope this resonates with someone. Focus on God, not on your problems, and he'll take care of everything for you. Okay, I love y'all. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Uh, for the testimony and for sharing that with us. And most times that's the way it is. The answer is right there. The solution to the problem is right there. But many times we are so focused on the problem until we don't see the solution. We don't see the answer because we just all over it and we just looking to, for nothing, if, if I'm honest, because if you're looking for the answer, stop yourself and know that God is God. Yeah, and he won't leave you comfortless. Yeah, he's going to make a way where we see no way. Is This is the question uh, many times I 
ask myself, is there anything too hard for God? Because I want a brand new truck. I'm just honest now. And I don't want no payments. Although I didn't pay for the last one. He did. <laughs> is there anything too hard for God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing is too hard for him. With God, all things are possible. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And if we want it, we can go to him and ask for it, and he'll deliver it. And if we obey his word and walking up right before him the very best that we can, guess what happens? He won't withhold it from you. You might start doubting. And guess what? It's been released. You can't stop it from coming. Yeah, you can't stop it because he's sending it. He's giving it to you. He's not withholding it. And if you feel like you can't pay for it, he'll make a way. He'll give you a budget just for that, whatever it may be. And I see so many women want to get married. (laughs) God honors marriage. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, if we can pray and let God lead and guide us, it's a beautiful thing. Somebody asked me, so it's so beautiful, Barbara, why? Listen, I like that work. I'm sorry. I like the freedom of the work. Two o'clock in the morning, if I feel like leaving here, going to Miami, I can go. I don't have nothing to consider but getting on to Miami because he's sending me. Yeah, 1 o'clock in the day, I just need to ride down on the river and sit there for a few minutes. Nobody with me, just me and the Lord. Yeah. I had a husband. I got to explain and get permission. And when I eat, my whole family haven't eaten. I yet got to consider him. Uh, When I purchase things, I got to basically get permission and consider him all of that but it's just me i can run this race with patience i don't have to consider nothing and nobody really other than shantae and she gonna jump on the bandwagon because she know if god send me mama i'm coming along he said i could come i'm running with <laughs> say it mama say it <laughs> that's true other than that i don't i don't have nothing to Consider. If people I'm helping, I have to leave. I can pray and ask God to do what he needs to do for them because, Lord, I'm going to do your will. And he will do just that. He will send in another way for them to get what they need. Yeah. And and still have me in contact with him. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of God. But I pray for the ladies that want to get married, want a husband, want to see what that feels like, want to know uh, what that feels I, I pray for them, and then I'm praying for the ones who want to be full-time in ministry. And to see the church done fool people so bad, and to make them think to be full-time ministry, you got to have a lot of money. You got to have money backed up, stored up. No, you don't. And the just shall live by faith. I stepped out in faith, retired from the job, never went back. 
Didn't have no savings account, no none of that. Wouldn't get my retirement money for years, what, almost 20 years down the road. Mm-hmm. But he made a way where I saw no way. These people uh, sent me a thing, and I went in and investigated. They hired me for Saturday and Sunday, paid me $80 a day to come in and do these, uh, what they call them, food examples, uh, uh, food samples in the Winn-Dixie store, the Winn-Dixie grocery store. And I had my black apron, my white top, my black bottom on, you know. Hair was cute, but I had the hair net on, you know. Yeah. Made that money, and God provided. He opened up another door. I hope she don't mind me telling you. Well, Shante sent me like $300 a week to go with that 80 and 80. Huh? What y'all say? And I yet live good. During that time, he opened another door. This way before Jesus in the morning. He opened another door and I got food stamps just for me because I didn't have no children with me. And I still did full-time ministry. But people think when you're in ministry, you got to have all of this. No, they want you to give all of this and that. But I depend on Almighty God, Jehovah. And he Mama, do. can I say something really quickly? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, I was going to say a lot of times, too, uh, you know what you're saying about how people think, you know those memes online when it says, this is my job, this is what my family thinks that I do for a living, this is my actual job. So there's a discrepancy in there and what people believe, but that's because what they've been fed at church or whomever they've been listening to and being advised by. But I'm a living witness, and I'll just say I know it to be true, that you don't have to have a church building or none of those things in order to labor in the vineyard and work unto God. All you have to have is a willing heart and want to do it. And so I know when I was just saying a few minutes ago, if people would just stop and think, if God has given you breath in your body and you have life, health, and strength in any capacity, because not everybody can walk, not everybody can speak, not everybody can hear, but whatever gifts and, and things that God has blessed you with in this life, all of us, we should give it back to God and say, Lord, you've given me these gifts and I want to use them for the sake of the ministry. What can I do? What would what would you have me do? What would be your will for me in my life? And how can I lift up the kingdom of heaven and be a blessing to the people to your people in the vineyard? And so faithfulness, a willing heart and mind, and just a can do attitude. I mean, that that's all it takes because anything other than that is a trick of the enemy. And he would have us to believe that you have to have this, A, B, C and D on some kind of checklist before you can labor in the vineyard. And that's a lie straight out the pits of hell. And so when I was saying, you know, share your testimony, you never know who you might be a blessing to. That in itself is something that we can do and we should regularly do as often as we are led by God is to share our testimonies because it does break the bondage and the yokes that others and ourselves are going through. But I think I said this before a long time ago, people are so overly concerned about what others may 
think about them, how they're going to be perceived, if they don't speak proper English, if they have an accent, just all these foolish things that don't make any sense. God knew who, he knows who we are. He knew who we were going to be when he created us. If, if we don't, you know, you don't have, God is perfect and he accepts us how we are. So I would just encourage folks, if you don't know what your ministry is and what God has called you to, just pray and seek his face and he'll reveal opportunities will come up. You'll be sitting at the doctor's office waiting to go in and Someone will be in there afflicted with some kind of ailment, and you may talk to them and say, you know, good morning, how you doing? They say, oh, I don't feel well. A, B, C, and D is wrong. You say, you know what? I went through that. I went through that exact thing. Yeah, and this and this and this, but you know what? I didn't know what to do, and all I could do was stand in faith, stand on faith, stand on the word, and God healed me and encouraged that person. That right there is a testimony that's been lived, experienced, shared, and may uplift someone or encourage somebody in God because they may, like I said earlier, I forgot all about the work that I had put in earlier, so the plan was already set forth, and me focused on everything but saying, God, I need you to help me, and the Mm -hmm. Lord reminded me of it. So just some some simple things that we can do that don't require a lot. Like I said, you just have to have a willing heart to serve God. Because I, I I believe in my heart that all this is coming to a quick end soon enough, and uh, I don't want to get caught slipping. I I really don't. Sometimes I lay in bed at night and I toss and turn, and it's like I'm telling the Lord God, whatever you do in this season, please don't do it without me. But we can say all that, but what are we doing to make sure that we are in His will? And won't get left behind in this season. So there's labor to be done. And everybody focuses on pouring all that time, effort, and energy and that nine to five. But your soul is more important than that job. Mm -hmm. Your soul is way more important. So it just helps me to think about things in a different way and prioritize the things of the spirit versus the things of the flesh and the things of this world. Because it won't last always. And I said, you know, I was talking to these ladies and I said, the truth does not need our help if today we all crumble and turn to dust, our bones turn to dust and blow off in the wind. The one thing that will be left standing is the truth, and so obviously it doesn't need our help. Yeah. So, okay, that's all. God bless you all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I am with you when you're right, and uh, all I can do is tell the Lord thank you because of this. Another thing, um, being without what the world has, you know, what they call them, upper class, no, yeah, upper class, medium class, something like that. Uh, The middle, you know, where you're not poor, but you're not rich either. That that is good. That it really is. It feels wonderful. But let me tell you something. If you seek God, you will find yourself one day without food and you got to scrounge in your refrigerator to put something together. All you found in there was some egg, I know you found potatoes, onions, <laughs> and some cheese. You didn't find no meat, no bacon, you know, no ground beef. You didn't find any of that to make a real casserole. You just found onions and potatoes and some cheese. So you learn how to slice up your, peel your potatoes and slice them up and steam them tender. 
stir fry your onions, saute them, and make them tender. Mix it with the potatoes, put it in a pan, sprinkle the cheese on it, and run it in the oven. When you pull that out, you really enjoyed that meal, and you told God, thank you. You didn't miss nothing, and your, and, and your belly didn't know if you had uh, filet mignon. Or it, it, it didn't know if you had T-bone, uh, the baked potato loaded, a salad, strawberry short. It didn't know what, what you had in it. It was full. And we put too much emphasis on stuff. I told you, I drove that 1998 Ford Contour for nine years and was proud to drive. I love that car. And if you looked at it too hard, I started watching you. What's on your mind? You got something you want to say about this one? God gave it to me. That's why. And a many people caught a ride in that contour. A many people went to the doctor, the grocery store, the pharmacies, different places in that Ford contour. But it's, it's your mind. And you got to go to God. Boom. I would get food, have extra. I'm able to give food away. I'm able to make sandwiches and take them downtown. Look, I'm living in the project. Me and the government had an agreement because I didn't have no money. Yet God used me to be a blessing to others. I heard a non-believer tell me one day, hey, I said, well, you need to come here a minute. I walked up, he was Catholic, and he believed in Jesus like that. You know what I'm saying? I walked up, and he said, you need to lay hands on him and, and get that thing out of him, whatever that is in him, because he'll make me kill him. And he had the gun. I said, come on, uh, baby, come this way. These full-grown men, older than me. I said, come on, come on, baby. I walked him over there and I talked to him. And I prayed for him. And I told him, you you, you got to go back to God. I, I see you've been with God, but you left. And you left to smoke crack. I said, but if you go back to him and tell him what you did, he already know he waiting on you. The non-believer brought him to me. Because the non-believer really liked it. And it, this man did refrigeration work. You know how you do the air conditioners and a refrigerator for big stores like Walmart and places like that. That's what this man did, big restaurants. But he was strung out. And the man who was getting him these different jobs, he done stole from him. And when I tell you this man was so mad, he didn't say, hey, hey, come here, come here. Hey, lay hands on him and get that out of him. You're going to have to do something for him. Because I killed him. And he meant that. He was so angry. But I got him away from him. You know what I'm saying? I got him away from him because while I'm there talking to him, he could have popped him. So I just got him on out of his face, out of sight, sometimes out of mind. Yeah. So I know God is faithful, but we got to have a heart for God and not the heart for the church building. That, that's where a lot of our problems come in. We got the heart for the building, but we don't have a heart for the people. Yeah, you, you got to love folks like that. And you got to know that God is. He's a way maker. 
huh? Promise keeper. He'll deliver right here, right now. He's able to do it. But you got to want to be delivered. And some people say they do, but they don't want to let that stuff go. They do it. Mm-mm. You may as well tell God the truth. Lord, I don't want to let it go. And guess what? Not only does he understand, he will accept that. Because at least you're not a hypocrite. You're not lying to him. Telling, I want to let this go when you really don't. Lord, I don't want to let the, the, the black and mild go. I don't want to let the little talk go. I don't smoke much weed, Lord. I just do a little bit of recreation on the weekend. I don't want to let my weed go. Tell him that. And when you know anything, he done gave you a new heart. You, you forgot to even buy your sack. Huh? You used to be faithful every Friday to get your sack for the weekend because you wasn't smoking that much. But between Friday and Saturday, you might have had by Monday, you just had a joint left to start the next weekend because you had to go to work Monday through you wasn't finna food, huh? But the next Monday, you got ready to, it was time to smoke you, I mean, Friday, you didn't even remember to buy your sack and you didn't even remember you had weed. And you saw it two weeks later and said, let me get this out my wallet or let me get this out my purse and leave it home. I'm going to throw it away. Because you want to see if during the day it's going to come back to you to smoke weed again. You don't feel it. You throw it away. That's how God can move. But you got to want it. Yeah, you got to want him to move for you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that was the same power that took that cussing from me. Somebody saw cussing at it. Let me tell you, you ain't heard cussing like that. And he said in his word, put the filthy communication out of your mouth. That's what he said. I didn't say it. But I believe it. And it worked for me. And he did it for me. I'm telling if I get mad, I'm to, and I have been very angry. A cuss word never entered my mind. That I know God is real. And what he delivered, it won't come back. It's been delivered. Now, we got our own will. Now, if you want to go back to something, he will allow you to. If that's what you want. He don't want you to because he's married to you. We in a matrimony. We in a union. We belong to one another. We became one. So he don't want you going back. He wants you coming forward in him. He's able to see us through. He's able to keep us blameless. Ooh, when I think on that thing right there, that he is able to keep me blameless when I stand before him. What? When it's time for him to judge me because of the very intent of my heart, he can say, well done, come on in here. Ooh, look at here, look at here. Somebody look at here this morning. All of this I'm sharing, these are big deals. Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life, that's a big deal. The Father sending the comforter, he didn't leave us comfortless, that's a big deal. Jesus went away to prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also, that is a big deal. And it takes something to get something. We can't just say, 
Father, come into my heart and live. And bam, that's it. He said he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. We got to be faithful at seeking God. Continuous always. And he's going to reward us. He said he won't withhold no good thing from us that he called, chose, and we love him. He won't withhold nothing. I can't say out my mouth I love him and my heart showing something different. My heart and my lips must line up together. When I say I love him, he got to see my love. He got to see I want to obey his commandments. I want to do, Lord, your will. Run this race until I feel like a saying. <laughs> until he called my name. And beckons for me. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Prepare me for thy kingdom. I want to live in your care forevermore. Help me to run this race. And help me to keep a grain of faith until you call, Lord, and beckon, hallelujah, for me. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that he went away to prepare a place for us. One day he's going to call and beckon for us. What will he see? What kind of work will you have to take before him? Are you able to say, Lord, these are they? Well, what you got? What you got? Or all you have is your job, the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. All you got is a few dollars in the bank. All you got is a Mercedes, a Lexus, or whatever it is that's popular now. That's all you got? Stocks and bonds? <laughs> that's an acres of land? Is that all you have? I want to be able to show him these over here. These are they from Hilltop, the project you took, huh? Lord, these are they from the streets that you told me. Uh, uh, these are they that used to come to Jesus in the morning and you told That's what I want to do. That's what I want to see. I don't see nothing about no natural stuff and things. I want to see spiritual because he's a spiritual God. And if he sees spiritual, he understands I obey at any cost. Somebody say, don't do it. I did it anyway. Somebody say, he's not in it. I said, I'm going to do it anyway and see. And when I did it anyway, he came out of it. And the one who told me not to do it, guess what? He touched them and fixed them too. <laughs> he's that kind of God. Yeah, your enemy, he'll fix your enemy to the point of where your enemy will begin to love you. I'm just telling you the truth. The little boy on the movie called Soul Food said if his grandmama had that big mama, if she had any enemies, all she had to do was make a sweet potato pie. All I got to do is cook a pan of brown. It's okay then. My enemy days is over. <laughs> God have a mighty sweet way of the way he worked things out for us. I'm thankful unto him. I appreciate him. I love him this morning. I really do. And I wouldn't take nothing for my journey. 
if I had to go back and do these testimonies again, I think I, I really believe I could. Now, I'm not saying I want to, but I believe I could. Yeah, because he's been good to me through the good and the bad and the ugly, the ups and the downs. When I had $2, when I didn't have a penny, he was always there and he was yet good to me. Hallelujah. When I had a job and when I didn't have a job, he was there. I started thinking about it. I went all the way across the world to the other side. And he was right there waiting on me. Matter of fact, he was with me. He went with me. The plane didn't go down. The flight attendant come and she said, hey. She said, I have a few seats up in first class. Would you like one? Y'all know how I am. Flip at the mouth, Shantae. My mouth is juicy. Uh, do everything come with it? <laughs> he ain't paid for nothing. Did not pay for nothing. Do the food come with it and the wine come with it and all of that? I always wanted to be on the plane and eat like that. She moved me. That's what I'm going to tell you. Move me to first class. In the midst of the air, we flying on over. And she moved me to first class. Ain't pay a dime. Hmm? Don't tell me what he can't do. Don't tell me what he won't do. I went to apply for the job. I wanted to be the assistant manager. He gave me the manager position. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. He made a way where I saw no way. He opened a door. I never saw the door it was there. I didn't see no handle to turn the knob. I didn't see none of that. Door knob, nothing. No window pane in the door. I didn't see any of anything. But when time for the door to open, he opened it. And I got to see go right on through it. And when I got through the door, nothing but blessings for me. Uncommon blessings, uncommon miracles. Ooh, favor, all of that was in there. When they said I wouldn't make it, I made it beyond. When they said I couldn't do it, I did it plus some. Some things I open up. The Lord will have me to open it because it's the only way I'm going to meet somebody. It's the only way I'm going to be able to do this tad bit of work. Once that's done, it might last 15 days and he closed it down. Now, people might feel like, well, she didn't pray about that. She just stepped out in her. Are you on the, you got your medication? Mm-mm. He leads in God in the right path for his name's sake. If you see me being quiet and a little strange, don't worry about that. Just know this. He, he, he's showing me something. He's teaching me something. He's telling me something. I'm seeing something. Yeah, that's all. I'm yet human like everybody else. And if I don't go to him for everything, it won't even get off the ground. You won't even hear about it. He won't allow it. But anything I want to do, basically, he will allow me to do it. Now, he don't always make it successful, but he allows me to do it because I want to feel what it feels like to do it. This is what I want to do. When I leave here, I can never uh, 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 get on my sick bed or, or, uh, or get on anything. May not be sick, because I'm not sick now. 
But any anything, you know, I'm thinking I'm what would it feel like to have my own restaurant? I don't have to wonder, I've done it. What would it feel like to have a cafe? I don't have to wonder, I've done it. What would it feel like to have a convenience store? People in and out. I don't have to wonder he did it. Yeah. What would it feel like to sit amongst the the big ballers and the shot callers? I don't have to wonder. I've done it. One day I'm going to fly a plane. Y'all going to be shocked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the pilot before I leave here because he's able to do anything I need him to do. All, all right now, Brother D, you know what to do. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me see that 706 this morning. God bless you, son. God bless you. Yeah. All we got to do is have faith, believe God, and walk on by. Just walk on. Believe God, let it go, and walk on. Many things I prayed for when it comes forth, I, I forgot what. I prayed for it and let it go. I forgot all about it. Here it comes. But when we keep holding on to it, we just, we can't let it go. Night and day, we thinking about it. Night and day, we talking about it. Now, we speaking it into existence. Come on, tell me. Go on and tell me you finna get that million dollar business. It's gonna be making a million dollars in two weeks. Go a week, a day. Soon as you open it. Tell me about that, because I'm gonna agree with you. But you can't turn it loose because you can't let it go. That's a horse of a different color. And the just shall live by faith. I'm telling you. We believe God and let it go. And it's already all right today in Jesus' name. And I want everybody to begin to tell God thank you when you can because I see money falling. Dollar bills falling today. Clap them hands and tell them thank you when you can. Yeah. So that money can come on and let it go and walk away. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Listen, I'm going to pray us out. We have a few minutes, and uh, we're going to go to our last song of the morning. And yesterday, Sion, I know uh, you didn't hear your song by Bent Jones and uh, T.P. Mob, uh, Cry Holy, but I, I, I got it this morning. I played it too early. Well, I had already put it in there yesterday as the opening song. But this morning, I'm going to play it as the closing song so you'll get to hear your song. God bless you this morning. God bless everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning to you, Brother D. God bless you over there. Good morning, Brother Anthony. God bless you. Good morning, Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you. Good morning, Pastor David. God bless you. Good morning, Sister Rose Brown. God bless you. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. God bless you. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. God bless you, and good morning to you, Shantae. God bless you this morning. So we're going into prayer, and when we come out again, we're going to play Bent Jones and T.P. Mob Cry Holy. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. We thank you, Lord, that you're yet with us. You'll never leave us, nor forsake us. Father, you're going to be with us until the end. And as we depart this morning, God, we ask for the spirit of obedience unto you and your word today in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for the spirit of love to come upon us. 
that we are loved like you love. We ask, Lord, that we will become great witnesses unto you as you were Jesus to your father. To let the people know, I come to do the will of him that sent me. I'm passing these flyers out. I'm, I'm passing these tracts out. I'm just telling you God is love because he sent me. Send us today, God, so that we can be a blessing unto your people. We can be that light that sit on the hill that can't be hid. And that God, it will light the way to you to show others how to find you. Help us in this Christmas season to be great witnesses unto you. And Father, let the season of Christmas fall upon us all. For Lord, we set aside December the 25th to celebrate you. And from December the 1st, well, until the next day after Thanksgiving, we began to celebrate you. We began to find gifts and, and, and see who we're giving gifts to. And we began to plan the meal and, and many other things. And God, we want to feel that in the atmosphere of this year. That we will be cheerful givers unto others, even strangers, in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, Father. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Bless our going out today as we depart. Bless our coming in, Father, and meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. And Father, your ears are not deaf and your arms are not too short to reach down. You heard us on yesterday. But Lord, I ask that you would financially bless your people, uncommonly financially bless them, O oh God, and let them not forget you once the blessings begin to flow. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. Father, we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this day, December the 5th, 2023. In Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to our last song of the morning. And after the song, I won't be coming back today. God bless you.
let the redeemed 